Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. This ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores host of Insert Name FC, and with me as always is my best friend, Edward Robles, and the other host of the show. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Don't want to go like last week. What happened last week? We did that pause, and I'm here waiting for like my introduction and shit. Well, this time I'm not jet-lagged. I mean, you're still overworked, but I'm not jet-lagged this uh, time, so, so my senses are somewhat there, even though I did come back from Mississippi this weekend because, uh, well, I'm an intern at Rice University's football team. Yeah. And so they went, went ahead and played Mississippi. Southern Mississippi won. Oh, it was a shellacking, man. Rice won 30 to 6. Ooh. Holy shit. And you know what's crazy? All Rice does, run the ball. That means the running back must be hella good. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. And then there was four touchdowns all by the same wide receiver, and that was Austin Trammell. So he's, good. he's a good player. I don't know. If, I hope he goes to the NFL. But knowing that he plays at Rice, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. Right. But anyways, but yeah, so we got a good show today. We got some some headlines as always. We got some some game previews. We got some players of the week. And of course, always wrap our show with Would You Rather. So you ready to get this show going, Edward? Yeah, let's do it. Episode nine, man. What's the... Phenomenal. I thought I was thinking the exact same thing. And phenomenal. Not Fat phenomenal. Ronaldo. <laughs> no, just phenomenal should be fine. No, but you know, everybody refers to him yeah. as Fat Ronaldo now. And you got two Ronaldos, one that's like freaking. <laughs> one man's an Adonis, and the other one is. Motherfucker, and then you got the other one. You got the, the haircut. That's what we should call him, the haircut. The haircut Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo had some haircuts too. Cristiano, I mean. He had that weird man bun recently. It just never looked right on him. 
And then they had, well, I always had the, I remember he had the, the, what, the Ronaldo that I, Sean Ronaldo that I remember was the one that had the highlights. Yep. The, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he like has like some of the front hair, like maybe not cut, but the rest was clean. But he had like something where like the hair was always in front of his face when he was dribbling. Yeah. I remember that. Those are the Man U days. And then he went to the clean cut and then the little, he, he's gone through so many hairstyles. It's, it's been crazy. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, but yeah, we man. talk about hair all day, but we're not here to talk about hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So here we are, man. Episode nine, man. That is, it's just crazy to think nine episodes now. Yeah, we got a good amount of following too. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's been quite the we journey, but we appreciate y'all. We're not done yet. No, we're not. We're, we're going to continue moving. So, all right, to start things off with this show, man. I want you to tell me your opinion on this. I mean, obviously, this has been something that we've heard for a while now. And um, I'm kind of against... I'm, well, I'm not kind of... I am against it. But what do you think of the idea of a European Super League? And maybe explain in your own words what the European Super League is. Well, I could explain it, but I would fail at it. But I will try my best. So basically, the European Super League is getting the best teams out of all leagues it's kind of like i guess you could call it the champions league except it's all all year round it's a season like it's actually playing um in the league technically like just league standings as well you know so basically the ones that get promoted would be the top teams from the EPL la liga i guess i believe so that's what they're looking for um, the other high tier leagues, um, Casio A. So, are are you for it? Just like, so essentially, it's just a league full of all the really good teams in Europe. I'm really not playing against each other. So I'm not I'm not for it, but I can I can see the. Let's just list the, the let's, let's list the pros before we get to the cons. Like I mean, I, I feel you. Well, you and me are both against this, but let's see the pros. Well, you can see a Bayern Munich versus a Barcelona. Okay, happen. maybe that's not the perfect example. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate you. But yeah, it, it's actually a good example. Like um, you can see Bayern versus Manchester United or... Because um, I mean, the PSG versus... So um, instead of hoping that maybe you get that matchup to happen, because like, I mean, obviously in Champions League, this is the only way you're going to see these matches. But... There's always like either they're not in the group, and then it's just hoping that maybe they meet yeah, in the knockout rounds. Either in the knockout rounds, and if even if they were about to meet up, remember when everybody was like, "Oh damn, it's gonna be Juventus versus Barcelona." Juventus got knocked out, and everybody's like, "Okay, well at least Barcelona's still in it." They got knocked out, and it's like, "What?" Like you just you were like lost there. For, you were like, so so these guys make it. The best part is just the fact that it guarantees you these marquee matchups. Yeah, but um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll continue with the pros. So, what would be another pro? Would you say to say that you're the best of the best in a season? Would that well, be something? That would actually be pretty cool because, as well, think about it from a striker's point of view. You're putting yourself up against other goal scorers. So, you're like an Mbappe versus a Cristiano Ronaldo versus a Robert Lewandowski versus a Holland versus Messi versus Messi. So it's like you basically are like gonna try to put yourself up there. So, I mean, along with the dream matchups, you're also talking about player matchups. You can see, you know, uh, 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 David De Gea versus Emmanuel Neuer, Neuer 
as if you're thinking of a goalkeeper's duel, yeah. a Cristiano Ronaldo versus a Robert Lewandowski mm-hmm. would probably be another one that's very enticing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like the dream matchups. You can see that as a pro. I can also throw that as an... Well, no, no, it's a pro for sure. I think it's just... it's You know people are going to watch these games. It's going to be highly viewed. Um, is there any other pros that you could think of that, besides the fact that we're just marquee matchups, marquee player matchups? The, the fact that you get to say you are the best of the best. Um, maybe... I don't know. We already did player matchups. Um, uh, no, not really. Not more than I can think of. I mean, for sure, they're going to be pretty high quality matches where it's not going to be like, well, I'm, I'm knocking on wood here, but, you know, like not a blowout, <laughs> excluding Barcelona. Oh, Dios mio. But yeah, anyways. um. But essentially, yeah. So okay. So now let's talk to the. Let's talk about cons. I oh, mean, we cons. can't think of any. There's like three. That, that's three pros. The only I'm sure the cons are going to outweigh all this. But all right, what are the cons? Con for one, cons. I I feel that in order to survive in this league, you're going to want your starters all the time. You won't have a chance to bring out your reserves to put more time into your reserve team, the youngsters that are up and coming. So let's say, for example. You don't have a Cadiz. You're not gonna have a Cadiz in there. You're gonna have. You're not gonna have maybe a Real Betis. You're not gonna have a a, a Huesca for you to to be like, okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and play Conrad de la Fuente so I could try to give him some confidence. If he scores, he scores against a little itty bitty team. But you build his confidence nonetheless. These are all big teams. How are you gonna? So yeah, there's no there's pressure? no room there's no room to rest your there's guys. No, there's no there's no room for no room for young youngster improvement. The mm-hmm. only way then at that point, if you're on those top top tier leagues, the only way to improve a uh, youngster would be playing them in the the Supercopa, the the FA Cup, the the Polka, the Polka. If, if you're in the Bundesliga. So, so then there. Okay, I'm, it's interesting that you mentioned that. But what is now? What what happens with the other leagues? You know, you lose you lose your top tier te- your top tier teams. Maybe you know you, EPL now Arsenal is the top dog in that league. Is that what happens if you lose Chelsea? If you lose Man City? If you lose Liverpool? If you lose uh, who's the who's the fourth team that you could think of? I know. I guess Leicester City. Leicester City. Okay, we'll throw the. So those four. So that means now the top dogs, essentially the top dogs in the EPL, would be Manchester United, Everton, and Arsenal. Like, does not does that kind of devalue the, the EPL at that point? And then, okay, we'll throw it over on the other side, La Liga. Now you lose Barcelona, you lose Real Madrid, you lose Atletico Madrid. And think about it this way too. I just thought about this. Just came to me real quick. Um, how about how do the transfers work? Yeah, because I mean, now guys don't want to play in the EPL. Now I want to play in the in the Super League. Yeah, but also think about it: how would the transfers work if you're not selling a player, but people want to buy that player? Would their would their price go up? Like, would it get inflated just because you're in the Super League? And then these small teams who were looking at him before, next thing you know, they're gonna have to pay out of out of their ass. And even then, it's like, what about would an EPL team? What if they want to buy a player that was already in the EPL, but because now they're no longer in the EPL, they're in the Super League, quote unquote, using quotation marks here. It's like, 
do they have to do they spring him? Is it going to be like a different transfer period kind of bullshit? Um, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. No, no, I, I get that. That the there's an inflation now in a player's value because of the Super League, and he may not even be that good. And he may not even be that good. All right, now throw another thing. What, what's going to happen with Champions League? So, like, obviously, once again, we're talking about we're talking about the top teams of the EPL, top teams of La Liga, top teams of Bundesliga. Who qualifies in the Super League for Champions League, or, or or are all of them automatically in the Champions League? Um, and then also, um, uh, I I like having that surprise. I like the draw. I like the the the, the Champions League draw. So I'm, I don't have to be like, I'm always like rooting for, I don't know, Barcelona versus Liverpool or Real Madrid versus Bayern Munich kind of deal or Borussia versus Chelsea. I like feel like it takes away the thrill of the Champions League. Pretty much. Like it, at that point, it's like, yeah, they're going to meet up in Champions, but they're already going to meet up later in the season. So like the strategy is ruined. I think also, I mean, we already said that the strategy is ruined with the whole trying to start players over another guy to, to reserve them for mm-hmm. a, a big upcoming matchup. Mm-hmm. And then also that, like, doesn't it look really bad for the teams that finish dead last? Because we're, we're, once again, this is the top, this is the Super League, you know, the, the, the creme of the creme. Like, well, what happens if you're, if you're the bottom of that, of that creme? You know, I mean, like... Honestly, I don't know. At that so point, like, do you get relegated back to your regular league? I, I think so. I mean, if there's going to be a, a promotion and, and it... So, it's just... One, I think it's going to be super complicated because you're oh, going to hurt the value of other leagues. What if... Let me tell you this. What if... I'm just throwing it out there. What if the teams that end up all the way at the bottom are from the exact same league? All four or five teams that are going to get relegated back to their... What if it's five teams? Let's say it's five teams out of that league, and it's all five teams. Does that mean, like, for example, uh, the French League basically have no more teams there in in the Super League for that upcoming year? Like, and does that also dictate that now now everybody knows League One sucks? Yeah, like uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it kind of just throws a big wrench in there. It, like, at that it, point, it just, I, it, it, I feel like it just takes away too much. I, I get it that you want to see big matchups. And I mean, that's the whole point of, of these summer tournaments that we get to see, the, the International Champions Cup, where we do get to see a Bayern Munich. Yes, it's backups mainly, but I mean, you still see the stars in there because, you know, it's a big U.S. tour. Yeah. The Americans, American fans want to see, you know, the, the, the big stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Ramatri came here and played uh, Bayern Munich here in Reliance, well, in Reliance, NRG Stadium here in Houston, um, sorry. Um, in that game, you know, you saw Sergio Ramos, you saw Thibaut Courtois, you saw Marcelo, you saw uh, Danny Carvajal, you saw Benzema, you, you know, you saw those names, and then you saw the upcoming names like Kubo. I mean, like you saw those games. You saw Robert Lewandowski, you saw Alba, you saw the big names as well. But obviously, you know, second half you switch in and you take it, bring in a whole new team because you have unlimited substitutions in these friendlies. But that's the thrill. You you get the thrill of the possibility of this matchup happening, and it kind of takes that away. Is to me the thrill is the more fun part of Champions League. The the fact that we might see a Borussia Dortmund versus Atletico Madrid, you know those those matchups is what you. That's why you watch the Champions League to see the what if, not 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not exactly thrilled of a whole season where I'm going to see those matchups twice. That's guaranteed. I like the thrill of maybe it could happen. Yeah. And I agree with you. That, that's why, like I said, I like, I like the surprise. Whenever it's a draw, I'm always like, oh boy. I was like, I wonder who got draw with who, you know, kind of shit. Now it's like, with, with that having, if that Super League happens, it's going to be like, oh boy, Champions League draw is coming, but they're going to face each other. And it's, it's, so it kind of leaves you hanging with that. With that, oh, it's gonna happen, kind of feeling, you know. Later in the year, it may not be champions, but then I think it also devalues the champion league, the right. Champions League. So I, I believe we have at least like four cons to the three pros that we have. Yeah, yeah. I think for sure, at least four, at least four cons. But final, a uh, final verdict: yes or no? No. Yeah, you know, fuck no. So stupid. It's it's let the leagues be the leagues. Let the Champions League be the because I, I don't want to devalue the Champions League. Like, let's face it. It's not. It's not right. We love the Champions League. We, we, we've said this, we said this on, on a previous show before that the champ, there's something about the Champions League. It's electric. And it's also the, the Champions. Exactly. Like, I mean, shoot. I'm not a Heineken drinker guy, but when I see the Heineken commercials, I'm like, oh, man, you know what? I could go for a Heineken right now because it's the Champions League. Fucking pissed. <laughs> This dude here. Anyways. All right, man. So let's get going with some headlines, man. So right, let's do this. Now we swap over from no on the Super League, as you can see. No on the Super League. Yeah, it's a flat out no. It's going to be a no for me, Doc. All right, man. So, Howard, I want you to maintain your excitement right now. You can see it in my face, can't you? Joseph Bartomeu is gone. He has resigned as president of FC Barcelona. Yes, sir. I mean, this guy came in and he just, just a lot of, lot of, lot of bad things happened. Just it up, dude. Yeah, the he was responsible for the purchase of Neymar. Uh, Obviously, also had to deal with, I, I believe, a transfer ban because of the transfer ban. Uh, Neymar. It was like what they basically reported that they paid a certain amount, but then it's like, oh hey, on the side, we also gave him this. You know, so they go all out to get Neymar, then they sell Neymar. To PSG, and, it, and then when they try to get him back, PSG's like, "Oh yeah, we'll sell him. Just you know, give us a shitload of more money." Yeah, so I mean, it's just kind of like, and then didn't they also fuck with Barcelona with the Marco Verratti deal? Yep. Yeah. Then you had the the swap for P- which? What is going? Where's Where's Pjanic? Where is he? I don't think I've ever seen him play so far. He played. He played. He played like one match. I think or two matches. You you swapped for Arthur for this guy. I know. And you got some wait, well, yeah, and you got some money for in return for. But Pionic if I got Pionage and I gave up Arthur for Pionage, you better damn well know I'm putting Pionage out there. I don't care if he's hurt. I don't care if he sucks. Pionage is out there because I made the dumbass decision to to trade this guy for the exact same player except younger. So and a player that I thought would have been a bright future for Barcelona. Yeah, dude. Hands down. So, where's Pjanic? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've even seen him on probably, the bench. He probably left. He probably left with the president. <laughs> but yeah, just, just, and then obviously the mistreatment of Suarez, Messi being very vocal about it. I mean, it, it, this was long overdue. I believe, yeah. I believe all Barca fans. We're, we're hoping for this day to happen. 
and it has come. Whoever did the witchcraft that made this happen, I guess like after you think. But yeah, so but it did not. His his resign, uh, resignation didn't just end it all hunky dory because he goes ahead and mentions that he is actually a, a, approved of the <laughs> Barcelona joining the European Super League. That's just a big giant fuck you to everybody. That's his last thing. Like, I mean, do I think the European Super League is going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen. I know. I think right now Manchester United and I think maybe Liverpool are on board. Now Barcelona. I mean, those are three big teams. But I think everybody else kind of is on the same agreement that this is kind of stupid. Yeah. But anyways, all right. So after the El Clasico loss, obviously he said that he wasn't going to resign, that he didn't think that he needed to resign, that the, that the, the loss to Real Madrid and El Clasico had nothing to do with him as president of Barcelona. But what do you think caused him to decide to go ahead and step down? I think it was the pressure of all the fans and everybody, the media, honestly. Because there were so many rumors going around. And then, if you got to think about it, I mean, he's maybe the owner, but I'm pretty sure there's also like a board of directors. And I'm pretty sure they kind of pressured him into it too. They're like, hey, we need to do something now. We're on the verge of losing our best player. And we have lost a lot of money and all the investments that you told us to make. And I mean, not only that, but you lost the Barcelona way. You went far away from the Barcelona way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, that's just, it's just how it goes, honestly. Like, so, so with that being said, man, who, who should be the next, next guy? Hmm. I don't really have, I was actually thinking, maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but I was thinking about like, Maybe if he's not still coaching somewhere in the Sunday League, maybe Frank Ricard. Okay, because I, I I kept thinking like, man, you know what? Like he's like he's a fancy dude. He's you know the Dutch and shit. Like he's fancy. He may not be you know Spaniard and everything, but I know that's something Barcelona always keeps looking for. Well, I mean the man that that basically put Barcelona to where they were before. You know, for to put them through this shithole. Yeah, was was a Dutchman. Yeah. I mean, Cruyff. I mean, one of the best to have ever done it. Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody that would bring back the Barcelona way, I don't know if it would be him. But I mean, someone that comes from that Barcelona culture. He did. He did. Um, think about it. I mean, he did bring in Ronaldinho. He actually brought in Messi when without the Masia, so he could learn from Ronaldinho. You know, and even though it was one year that he was with Messi, I believe, I think it was only one year, but they got to play together and he got to learn a lot. I'll, I'll throw this out out there just just to see if, if this picture is just now. There is something that I've heard that there's a possibility that this person will might leave the club that he's currently with, and that's Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I heard about that. So, that, uh, do you think maybe it's time for him to step down as a manager and maybe take over as president? I think. Once again, he screams the Barcelona way. He was one of the few guys that did it the Barcelona way, had the tiki-taka, had the, the utilization of La Masea. He, he, and I mean, he was very smart about some of the purchases that Barcelona made. I mean, say what you want about Zlatan, but that was a smart move regardless of, regardless of how it ended. It only lasted one year, but still a very, well, I mean, a very productive year, if you well, ask me. It only lasted one year because he's a Mourinho guy. Yeah, but I mean, also a very productive year regardless. Yeah. I mean... I wouldn't say that was Zlatan's best year, but if he, if if you ask me, I would if that if that wasn't Zlatan's best, 
I would damn sure want that to be my best at least. But yeah. Um, but the, like what being said though, but Pep Guardiola, I think maybe his next step isn't necessarily to be a manager. Maybe maybe international, maybe not something that he's very interested in. But what about the possibility of re? Well, not not. I want to say rebuild because I think it's disrespectful to say to Barcelona because Barcelona, I don't think is a team that necessarily needs to rebuild. But maybe just restructure and bring back the culture. Could be. I mean, that's a good possibility. It's just, I believe, I believe, and I'm not being biased. It's just I have this belief. This is how Barcelona people look at it, or Barcelona fans look at it. It has to be somebody with money. Okay. It has to be somebody with money. I, I, that's, I'm sure of it. That's how. That's what they're. Looking well, I mean, for like right now. you know, what Real Madrid one day decided to bring back Fiorentino Perez. Maybe maybe it is the right move to bring back uh, the person you said, Frank Ricard. Frank Ricard. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I mean, the thing is, he, you, no, he was the coach that was that was out there. Oh, he was he was the coach for uh, when Ronaldinho was playing. I, I believe he's the one that brought Ronaldinho from PSG. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he to me. He was actually a great coach. I I like the way he, he did things. And then after him, that's when Pep stepped in. So it was like they kept the tradition going. Pep kept the tradition going. You're right. But but with that being said, man, so is everything looking good now for you? Uh, I think I think there is a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. So because I, I obviously you know you still have Coleman. I don't know how how much confident you are in Coleman. Obviously, I think you may want to like give him the season. See. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a little bit of something, something. But actually, I actually cannot remember. There was an article that they did an interview on somebody. Uh, I think it was Setien. That they did oh, that said Messi is a hard player. Yeah, to manage. Messi's Messi's uncoachable. I was like, no, he's not. You know what's interesting though? Like he said he was uncoachable, but then compared him to Michael Jordan. So that's the thing. Messi thinks because once again, Michael Jordan was said to be uncoachable as well. Yeah, but that's because you don't know how to talk to him. It's just the competitiveness. These guys yeah. are two very competitive guys. I think Michael Jordan is probably a little bit more vocal than, than Messi is. But I mean, I, I mean, it's not like, I mean, at first I was like, oh, wow, that's disrespectful. But then when I started reading the article and I heard him say that this guy's like Michael Jordan, I mean, it's not a, not a bad committee to be put in, in the conversation with. Well, yeah, but my thing is like, it's not about being uncoachable. And I remember, I think I actually watched this on the documentary for Michael Jordan. Is like, you know, you show him respect, he'll show you respect back. He won't talk back to you. And I think that's there. That's where. Well, that's just that was that was the relationship of him and Phil Jackson. Yeah. So essentially, what what we're saying is here is that we need a Phil Jackson. <laughs> we, you know, Messi needs a Phil Jackson. I mean, I'm pretty sure he did have his Phil Jackson already with Pep. With Pep. I mean that was his Phil Jackson. I think I think anybody could sit here and, and say that as well. Because I mean they did win a lot of trophies. Phil and, uh, Phil and Michael won a lot of trophies. Pepe Messi won a lot of trophies. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it's time to bring back their Phil Jackson. Yeah, could be. And not just as a coach, but you know as an owner, you may be right. That'd be pretty cool. All right, man. Speaking about sticking with the cult topic of former players. Of possible, well, not necessarily the same realm, but a foreign player saying their two cents on way a certain player should be going with. 
Former PSG, also French national team player, Robert Pietis, believes that Mbappe should leave PSG. Hmm. Well, I mean... This I, is a former PSG player saying this, so you can't say he's not saying this <laughs> out of ill will. Well, I think he's saying this because he wants, he wants Mbappe to get better. And like you said, but I... I don't know, but something about me tells me that he may not leave. But yeah, I do agree that he needs to leave in order to get better. Um, because if he sticks at League One, like that's just it. Because I mean, right now he essentially he's a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, League One pond. It's just it's just not him, man. Like I mean, shut up, <laughs> it's only PSG. Anybody can try to spin zone it to me. Oh, look at Olympic Marseille or look at Olympic Lyon. At the end of it all, I see PSG. PSG's going to win it. Until proven wrong, it's PSG's lead to lose. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really and, it. And I mean, I feel like as young as Mbappe is to have already hit huge milestones with PSG, was part of that Champions League team last year. <coughs> Uh, was part of that PSG team last year. And to have basically you you hit you hit it. You you did what most people in PSG has never done before. And I mean obviously the, the next thing would have been to win the Champions League. But I mean I just don't think that PSG has They don't have the right they don't have the right tools. They don't have that it thing to win the, the Champions League. Yeah. And I think that honestly, if it wasn't for the circumstances with this recent Champions League, I don't think they would have been in the final had it been run the little the way it normally would be. And I mean, I know that that's basically me throwing shade at PSG, but I mean, let's just call a spade a spade and just say what it is. I mean, I think if this tournament was ran the way it should have been ran, like had there not have been the COVID uh, going, the pandemic going on. We might have not seen PSG in the final. You're, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I just think that if Mbappe wants to grow, and for the sake of the French national team, Mbappe needs to go elsewhere. Yeah. Now, Pietis believes that Mbappe should go to Real Madrid. Oh, that would make you so happy. That would make me so happy. As well. I, I agree. I would be super happy if that happens. I mean, that also means that Benzema is probably out the door, but I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be it's time. I mean, unfortunately, that's what it is. But I mean, I don't necessarily believe that he just has to go to Real Madrid. Robert Pierre, I think, because he's a a player that faced kind of a similar situation where he could have gone to Real Madrid and he chose not to. He chose to stay with PSG. He, I guess, he feels that maybe maybe he doesn't want him to recreate the same mistake. He feels that it's a mistake. Yeah, he doesn't want to. Mbappe to recreate. He doesn't want history to repeat. And so, I mean, let's face it, Mbappe, just Mbappe goes to any other league. I mean, well, not any other league, just goes to plays in La Liga. Goes and plays in the EPL. Maybe plays for Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool. It has to be a big money team because nobody... It has to be a contender. Him. No, it has to be... No, that's the thing. It could be a contender, but if you don't have enough money... I'm not, I'm not saying contender for the league. I'm talking about contender for Champions League. No, that's what I'm saying. 
because there's Champions League teams that. And I mean, we. I mean, I said this in a previous episode. Real Madrid is saving up for for, for Mbappe. They're making they're making some moves to get Mbappe next they're, year. They're talking about. Um, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but they're talking about actually letting Isco go to Everton. I mean, I was like, I was surprised at that. I mean, Ancelotti, I believe, was actually a person that used. Yeah, he did use the East Coast. So I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen for him. Kind of same thing that happened with Hamas. It wouldn't be the worst thing to happen for him. But because Real Madrid, they're they're gonna clean house. Yeah, they're gonna clean house, and obviously, one of the guys that they're gonna be eyeing on, aside from Kamavinga, um, and a plethora of other players, but their eyes are set on one Mbappe. And I mean, let's be real. It, you know, if you want the best to play for the best, I'm not necessarily saying that Mbappe has to play for Real Madrid. I think Mbappe, I would love to see Mbappe in Real Madrid, but he needs, he needs to be playing for a top tier club. Like he should be playing for maybe not. Well, Bayern Munich probably isn't a possibility, especially with the way Robert Lewandowski's playing. Oof, Barcelona could be a, a good destination for him, but obviously they would have to let go of some guys up top. Oh yeah, all of the the thing is uh, Barcelona right now. I think they're focusing on this may not be a Fati and Pedri. This may not be a popular decision, but I would choose Mbappe over Roberto Firmino if I was Liverpool. Um, I mean that would be a good that would be a good one, but I don't know, man. Liverpool's too fond of Firmino, just how they're too fond of Salah and Mane. And I mean. I'll throw one more team. I mean, if AC Milan really wants to make that jump. Oh my God, here we go. I mean, Zadan's not going to be there forever. If, 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 I mean, AC Milan, if, I'm, I'm sure they can they can find some money. Milan, if you guys are listening to this for any reason whatsoever, pay no attention to this, man. What, you're telling me that AC, AC Milan wouldn't be an appealing destination right now? Not really. Really? They They... I don't... Okay, think about it. Juventus is taking this thing the whole time. Juventus is the one that has been making all the moves. Right now, AC Milan, I'll give them that. Like, with Zlatan, they've been doing good. AC Milan has been creeping, man. Yeah, I know. They're making some very slow, quiet moves. But I have a feeling that they're not going to be creeping for much longer. And by the time they're done creeping, I still don't think they'll have enough I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm not saying that it can happen. Uh, I just know that Mbappe needs to go and play for a team that's going to help him win a Champions League title. And I'm, I'm maybe some wishful thinking for my behalf, but yeah, you're AC Milan fan, so but he just has to leave PSG. No, I actually agree with you on that one, bro. Because um, he can go to any team. I mean, more than likely, I think. It's going to either be Real Madrid or an EPL team, a big money team. It has to be somebody who's big money, uh, Champions League contender. Is um, Newcastle finally going to do something? Because oh apparently, the, what happened to that $100 billion investment that, for a company, whatever, the oil company that decided to buy Newcastle? And, and what was all this talk? We're going to, oh, we're finally going to see it happen. And I haven't seen anything. Didn't know their hopes and dreams die with Andy Carroll. I think all their hopes and dreams died from goal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but um, it's just... How sad is it knowing that your best player is a fictional character? Santiago! 
Santiago. But, Santiago. but um, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he does need to leave PSG in order to play anywhere else. Because even if he leaves, uh, let's say locally, like he'll leave to Lyon or Marcel, somebody who can afford him and stuff. I still don't think it would make a big, big difference. Once again, he's just gonna stay in that small yeah. pond. He needs yeah. to go. He needs, he needs to go, he needs to go and test, test bigger waters. And I mean, for his development, because I mean, this kid's already at the top. He's at the top tier. He's, he's, he's going, once, once Messi and Ronaldo hang it up, he's going to be the guy that's going to be up in conversations for the Golden Boot. And there's nobody who's actually... Well, not Golden Boot, the Ballon d'Or. And, and there's actually nobody of his age to go against him. I mean, you may say John Felix, but I mean... Nah, I don't But think even so. that, no, like, I mean, I say you may say John Felix, but I mean, that's not... There's not another young name that like gets you going a little. Maybe a Phil Foden if he lives up to his potential and can maybe chill out with the with the getting some Instagram thoughts over to his hotel. Um, I mean, it's just the future's bright for Mbappe, and I just don't think he's gonna get the accolades or even he might not win the Ballon d'Or being with PSG. Maybe the fact that he plays for PSG is gonna hinder him from even being in the top three of the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, because. They always look at what well, La Liga, EPL. Um, that's, that's crazy the thing. This guy could La go. Liga, this guy could go back and win the World Cup. But the fact, that, let's just say that him and another French teammate. Let's, I'll, 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 Antoine Griezmann. Let's say Antoine Griezmann is, is finally up in the conversation. For Ballon d'Or. They both win the World Cup, right? And let's say Barcelona wins. You know, La Liga maybe came short from winning the Champions League. And there you have Mbappe, who wins once again. The, the league goal, maybe the league goal scorer in, in the Champions League, but because of Griezmann playing for Barcelona, that could be the thing that just puts him over the edge yeah. to win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, even a lot of people consider La Liga to be the most competitive league, to be the better league, but you know nobody actually takes Ligue 1 into account. And as yeah. high as PSG. And honestly, went. you rarely see League One guys even in the conversation. Oh, yeah, dude. I never. It's not, it's and if it is, it, it would be Mbappe. I mean, yeah. Neymar isn't even. Oh, well, I mean, Neymar doesn't stay healthy. But I mean, even Neymar doesn't get put in those conversations. Nope. Not even. He, he was in the conversation when he was in Barcelona, but once he left to PSG, I haven't heard from him in Ballon de Oro talk. Yep. All right, man. So the last headline that we're going to talk about is U.S. women's national team players Samantha Muez and Rose Lavelle have won the FA Cup with Man City. That's me clapping. So, Bravo. Samantha Bravo. Muez Bravo. scores a goal, which was, I believe, was the first goal. So now she joins Carly Lloyd and Christian Pulisic as the only Americans to have ever scored in an FA Cup final. Nice. So that is quite the... That's a feat there. I mean... <laughs> I can tell you, I've never scored in the FA Cup. Not even in FIFA? Not even in FIFA. Well, we don't really do create a player. No, nah, we don't. I, mean, I stopped that a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, if I, whenever I do uh, the player mode, the player career modes, I always just pick like an old old player and just retire him and then make him a manager. <laughs> so, so there's my... Now you guys know some of the things I do in FIFA. All right, all right, man. So let's. So I mean, but yeah, still an impressive feat. I mean, what, we we talked about this before. How there's a lot of women's national team players going over to Europe. Obviously, you have Rose Lavelle, 
and, and Samantha Mewis representing the U.S. in Man City. You also have Tobin Heath and, and Christian Press over at Manchester United. I don't know if you finally got to watch any, any highlights of Tobin Heath. I have not. She's a footwork queen, man. I guarantee you, man, you're going to... You'll probably end up trying to do some of her moves. Bro. Because she got some footwork. Don't sweat the technique on her. I'm not. I'm not. I have, I have to look at her just whenever I get a chance. <laughs> but yeah, but you're seeing... Uh, and then obviously you have Alex Morgan at Tottenham. So you're seeing more Amer- U.S. women's national team players playing in, 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 the, in the English... I don't know what they call the English league in, for women. But you have that. And I mean... So it's going to be really interesting to see what what this means for, because I mean I feel like this isn't just this is just the beginning of what we're going to see what American players end up doing in Europe. Um, I'm I'm sure we'll see plenty more of it. So it's really exciting to see just you know already having some Americans in the conversation as far as FA Cup achievements, but you know obviously we want to see some more in it. You know we want to see Americans lifting the EPL, we want the EPL trophy, lifting a Champions League trophy maybe one day. So that's going to be, be like, awesome. that's going to be the next step for sure. Yeah. All right, man, let's get going with some game recaps. Ever, what is the game you want to recap? Well, let me, give, let me do this one with facepalm. Arsenal versus Manchester United. Facepalm. Um, Arsenal beat Manchester United 1-0. That was a surprise for me. The Gunas. Yeah, that was yeah. The Gunners beat the Red Devils. Um, man, you had the majority of the possession, fifty-three percent. So it's pretty, it's pretty. It was a pretty close game, though. Well, the thing is with me is like Manchester United were all, was also coming from a couple of wins, you know, pretty good wins at that. Do you think they maybe underestimated? Uh, I think Arsenal? they did. They probably sucked it all in and was like, you know what? It's Arsenal. They're not gonna beat us. They haven't won or. They're not playing all right, or Ozil's not even playing with them, so we should be fine. And I, I will praise El Nene. No, no, what was it? No, it wasn't El Nene. What the hell was it? No, it was El Nene. Fuck. All right, anyways. The midfield pairing, I was actually very pleased with. I thought it was a really good... Uh, Mikel Arteta brought a good... I have good faith in Mikel Arteta. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. I've, had, I've, I've actually been excited since he's been brought into Arsenal as the new manager. After Unai Emery, thank God that guy's gone. But yes, there's still some formations where I'm kind of conflicted. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of the back three, but some of sometimes he, he brings out some good formations. I like that he is using the young players. That's the one thing that I'm, I will highlight for him is that he does use a lot of the young guys. Uh, you know, you see Willock, you see uh, Saka, you see uh, Eddie Nikitea. You're seeing the young, you see Nate Lynn Miles. I mean, like you're seeing the young guys playing, um, which is always good to see, especially when you're trying to mix that, that uh, experience with the youth. It, it's just, Arsenal's going to be an interesting team to watch. I'm still having very much faith in them. I think that they could still hit that fourth place spot just to qualify for Champions League. <laughs> I think they could do it. Um, and I mean, this is a big win for them. Obviously, this is their, their first home uh, road victory. Against a power six club, yep. which obviously, when we say power six clubs, obviously it's Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Manchester United, um, uh, Tottenham. <laughs> I, I mean, it it took me by surprise. I was expecting Manchester United to win this one. This basically what this game went down to was who was going to make the mistake that will be exploited, and unfortunately, it was Manchester United. Ball well, ball, ball. for your case. 
Um, it was Manchester United. And it was Paul Pogba making a costly error that led to a penalty, which obviously when you have Aubameyang, you know he's going to sink it. So it, it just kind of, you know, that's the luck of the draw. Sometimes you do need luck to win these games. And I mean, you know. I mean, it is luck because think about it this way. Manchester United outshot uh, Arsenal eight, eight shots to seven. So out of all those shots, how did not one of them manage to go in? But then you can say the same thing for, for Arsenal. Seven shots and they didn't make one. Uh, they made one, apparently. Penalty. Well, they don't count penalties when they, when they um, count the shots. Still. Those mistakes. Man. But as an Arsenal fan, super happy. I mean, this is a big win for them. I think this is something they could take with a lot of confidence. Like I said, first road victory against the Power 6 Club is something big for them. Um, this is a draw that they have had for a long time. So for them to do this, obviously, it has like the Arsenal fans believing that, that there's something special about what Mikel Arteta is trying to do with, with Arsenal. Well, a message to Manchester United out there. Get your shit together, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So the game I'm going to highlight is Lazio beating Torino 4-3. to um, Just another huge scoring affair. Um, so Lazio had possession of 55%. I don't it, To me, that's... Whenever I see anything like 55 and... It's like 50%. Well, 55 to 51, I'm always saying it's usually a pretty close game. It's fairly 50-50. That usually just means that the other side probably had more possession of the ball a little near the end is what they're counting at that point. But uh, it's, I think it was a fairly close game. I mean, the shot totals also were, were fairly close as Lazio outshot uh, Torino 12 to 11. Um, but the thing I want to highlight, man, so there were three goals scored all in the final minutes of the game. The first goal was in the 87th minute. The second one was in the 90, 90th plus fifth minute. And the final goal was on the 90th plus eighth minute mark. Damn, how many minutes of... Uh, of injury time? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so that was... So this was one of those games where you're like it, it got exciting near the end where you're just like holy yeah, where shit all the goals man started coming in at the last second yeah and you're so, just like what the hell's going on so impressive game I I I, apl- I gladly applaud these two these two teams for going at it uh and it's funny how I'm basically calling it it's like gladiator match and it's two Italian teams going doing the doing it so so congratulations I think that was a very good a fun game to watch. So I think it was fun. I don't, I don't know if you got to see any of the highlights or anything like that. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to. But I mean, just by the scoreline itself and seeing that it happened like at the last minute. <laughs> two things you can take from that, that's though. That's pretty intense. A lot of goals, a lot of shots were taken and very little defense. <laughs> no, no, I think it was the counterattacks. I'm pretty sure. If I look at the highlights, it was mostly the counterattacks that got them. And then that's where the defense fell down. Probably like counterattacks and set pieces. Counterattacks and maybe it was like four against two. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So before we get to players of the week, I wanted to talk about Unhinged Sports Network is a growing brand with a variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website at unhingedsn.com. Go there, listen to us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. and stay to listen to the rest of the great programs that they have there at Unhinged. Uh, check them out at unhingedsn.com. Also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. So, Edward, what is your player of the week? Oh, my player of the week? Well, then, my player of the week, and 
Might have to do it this way. Sí. <laughs> As Cristiano Ronaldo, after coming back from testing positive for COVID, after missing the Barcelona game, he came back and scored two goals. After being investigated? Yeah, after being investigated for breaking protocol, you know. But that's one thing, though. Like, that just goes to show you, this dude could literally sit on the sidelines for a while and still come back and make an impact. What's crazy thing is Ronaldo has scored at least a goal in every single game he's played so far. Yeah. So. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's a big addition. Obviously, they want they want their star back in, the, in that team. This is the guy that they went all out for. This is the guy that they're hoping is going to help them win a Champions League. And, I mean, obviously, he's playing in good form. So, and I mean, he came off the bench with those two goals. So, for him to do that, you know that he's back. He gave you the big Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, no, CR7 is definitely looking solid after recovering from COVID. Yeah. My player of the week is also another player that recovered from COVID. Or, or as he likes to say it, COVID didn't, COVID didn't get him. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, COVID didn't get him. He got COVID. <laughs> okay. Sotani Bravimovic. I know, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm still trying to figure... Oh, know. no, okay. Yeah, see, you said it wrong. Sotani didn't get COVID. COVID got Sotani. There you go. And Sotani beat him. And I mean, another player that has scored a goal, at least a goal in every game he's played. Yeah. So some of the goals are pretty crazy. Juve versus AC Milan is going to be an interesting it's game to watch. It's going to be a Zlatan versus Cristiano Ronaldo. So in, in, in this game, Zlatan ends up scoring a goal and assist in AC Milan's 2-1 victory against Udinese. Um, I mean, Zlatan was just... <sighs> he was just on fire. Dude, if someone told me that Zlatan is 38, man, I would maybe not believe it. I mean, I'm not saying that he's looking like he's 20, but I mean, like, I mean, his gameplay style is probably like that of a young Bucks. Like he, he's oh man, you should have seen that assist, man. The, the the way he received that ball, just the man is still a legend. I mean, you know, people talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, we talk about Messi, but we, we forget to talk about Satan sometimes. You know, like he's a he's a goat as well. You know, we can't say that he's not a goat. Yeah, I mean, the dude is just—he's an amazing character. Yes, he's an asshole. But he's a cool asshole. He's a cool asshole, and he can back the trash talking up. Yeah, man. So, I mean, Zlatan, just have a week, sir. Yeah. Have a week. All right, man. All right. So, let me get on with the game previews. Um, the first one I chose was uh, Man City versus Liverpool. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, didn't you say, <laughs> didn't you believe that Man City would not be a contender this year? I mean, it's Man City, bro. I, I said, I said they weren't going to be a contender. Maybe that was me already predicting that Pitt was going to go to Barcelona. <clears throat> but anyways, um, <laughs> for all Barcelona people, they're probably they're like, yeah, bring back Pep. Yeah, bring exactly. Pep. But right now, we're just focused on Man City and Liverpool. Uh, Man City has won the last meeting four to zero against Liverpool. That's crazy. I think that was a blowout. And I think, once again, it's one of those games where it was after COVID. Um, yeah, it was. It was after the, the the break that they took from COVID. And, I mean, let's face it, Liverpool didn't have the most spectacular form when they came back from the pandemic. They did not. They um, did not. I mean, you can even say that for their Champions League run that they had as well. I mean, so they kind of struggled. Um, and, I mean, honestly, man, this Liverpool team is... 
They've been struggling this, this they've, season. They've been struggling. Um, I'm still trying to find maybe, I mean, and I don't want to just pin it all on one guy, but it could be the fact that in the back, they don't have Virgil van Dyke since he got injured. It's a, it's a big loss as well. Um, I mean, their back line, they're kind of just, you know, working what they have. I believe they still have... Um, Joel Matip. Joel Matip. Um, and I guess, I don't know if they're using Gomez. Uh, I think they're probably using him every now and again. But obviously, you the, the back line maybe is not the sturdiest. I believe that they still don't have Allison back. Nope. They so have they, they have uh, the, the other, the other uh, player. What's, I forgot. What's that, what's that goalie's name? Adrian. 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 You gotta say it right with your lip twisted and shit. Adrian! Yeah, there you go, there you go. If people would have seen you right now, they'd have been all freaking out. But yeah, and then um, Liverpool has given up 15 goals so far. And so, that's a lot, man. I mean, that yeah, I mean, think about it. It's not really even the middle of the season. It's literally, it's about the beginning. It's still in the beginning. I mean, you had that, that big 4-3 win against Leeds. You kicked off the season with a 4-3 win against Leeds. Uh, you... It's just, it hasn't, yes, they've been winning games. They still look like the Liverpool that you, you think that they would be, at least on the attack side. But there is these moments on the defense that they just fall apart. And I mean, we still can't forget about just how horrific they played against. Um, he's scratching his head. He's nodding. He's doing some weird stuff. Who's the team that they got blown out by? West Ham? Was it West Ham? It was Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Same color scheme. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't it not the same color scheme? It's purple and gold. I think and it was maroon. burgundy or and and burgundy maroon, and maroon and gold, I think. Gold? Yeah. You mean burgundy and blue? I don't know. Have you I've, seen a West Ham or it's basically the same fucking color scheme. <laughs> so it's it, close enough. It counts. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, alright, so who do you got? Who do you think is gonna win Man City or Liverpool? I have to put my hopes and dreams on Liverpool. Care to say why? I mean, that was highly specific that your hopes and dreams are all on Liverpool. Because, I mean, I don't... Are you hoping that a Liverpool victory is going to make Pep want to leave? Shush. Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it's just... I, I'm, I'm rooting for Liverpool. Like, I am still rooting for them. Okay, I can see that. I'm going to go the other end. I think Manchester City... I think with the defensive issues that Liverpool has right now, I think Manchester City is going to exploit it. And, and I mean, you're not wrong about that. I mean, have you seen the fucking shots that uh, LK Gundogan has done? Yeah, man. From outside the box? I mean, you got to remember, this 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 front attack is still something. You still have Ger- Sergio Aguero. You still have uh, Raheem Sterling. You still have Phil Foden. I mean, that's that's one. And Phil Fon is even, that's not really that much of a regular. Yeah, bro. He's not, but like, he's done assists. He's scored. I'm like, he, make, he makes his, his time very well counted. Mm-hmm. I just think this attack is too much, man. It's so fast. And, and with an inconsistent center back pairing, that could take uh, its toll. Mm-hmm. Um, Virgil van Dyke is a big part of this defense. You lose. I don't know if they're gonna have Allison back yet. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't really been following all that, but I'm assuming Adrian is gonna still be the goalkeeper. Um, it, it's just a, right now to me, it's just a recipe for a loss. I don't think that the the, the lack of defense that they have, it's not gonna be enough to go up against this Man City team at least this time. Maybe a second time around. Maybe it's, it's going to be a bit more helpful for Liverpool. It's still going to be without Van Dyke, but at that point, you already 
have maybe some more chemistry now in your back line now. But to me, Man City has this game. It's just not suiting them well. Mind you, last time I said this, we said that last week about America versus Tigres. America ended up proving me fucking wrong and ends up beating Tigres. So, yeah. so for all I know, I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> so don't don't take my analysis with full, with full, with full uh, take it take it with a little bit of grain of salt, yeah. a little bit of flavor. I'm just I'm just setting you the setting of what I think could happen, and I do think that Manchester City wins this game. And notice that he said "think" so many times, so you know when he thinks. A lot of the times he's wrong. But let's move on to the next match. Um, the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Needed to breathe. Um, so the next match that I have for a game preview is Inter Milan versus Atlanta. Atlanta. There you go. Atalanta. Of course, we have the biggest Atalanta fan. Now in our producer Spencer. Yeah. Well, he's that's one of his teams right there. Yep. So all right. Aside from Atlantico Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> We're never gonna let you live that down, bro. We're Spencer already knows it. He's like you yeah. fucking asshole. <laughs> and then uh, uh actually Inter has won the last two. Actually, games. you know what, Spencer? If you get to this part, uh text us in the group text that the the middle finger. Just so we know that you got to this part. Oh god, he's about to text. <laughs> Oh my god. Ah. Anyways, Inter Milan versus Atalanta. Yeah, so Inter Milan has actually won the last meeting uh, 2-0. So that's actually a good one. But remember, Atalanta has actually, they have these new players now and they've been moving. Not only that, but you also now have some more experience versus Zapata. Uh, Muriel looks pretty solid. The Colombians. Yeah. The Colombians look great. Um, Maybe they gotta go get more Colombians and put them in the Serie A. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I always felt like the Serie A always had some good Colombians. Yeah. Um. Obviously, at one point you had Zapata in, in AC Milan. Uh, at one point, is that Colombia is always that team that people forget about? But then you're like, holy shit, they do have a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. That's my little side. Yep. Then you got James Rodriguez still there. Uh, it's gonna be. I think Colombia is gonna be a, a fun country to watch. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, and then Inter has actually won. Uh, oh, there has won one of their last five games. Holy shit, man! Three draws. Well, I know one of the losses. I know they did lose to AC Milan recently. Yeah, you would know. That. <laughs> well, I mean, Sultan had a good, a good yeah, game. That's actually true. Anyway, but that's crazy thing. But. It's not like they 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 haven't collected points. They did have three draws um, from those last five. Well, I mean, you have Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez still playing there, right? Yeah, you still have that. You still have Lautaro Martinez. Oh yeah, Lautaro. He's. I think he's gonna be the, the one to watch. Oh oh oh, completely. Um, but then you also have Ashley Young. Well, I mean, okay, maybe that's not really much of a bragging yeah, point. Yeah, let's say I was like, <laughs> as Manchester United fan, you should know. I know. Uh, but. Um, uh, Inter Milan. I mean, they do have. I do believe they have Perisic back. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I know he went on. I always uh, that that loan always confused the hell out of me. Why did you loan out Perisic to? I mean, he won Champions League. Congratulations to him. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> like I was just like, you had a solid winger and you decide to loan him out. I never understood the teams that loan out their good players. 
maybe they want to give a chance to their young players. And then they can't, they can't really give them a chance if their starters are there and their starters are actually saying, don't play him. Play That's me. true. Play, him, play me. And then the next game, play me. Hey, I'm still not tired. Play me. And so you kind of can't really back away. Oh, and you know who's another player that's in Inter Milan? Christian Eriksen. Oh, that's right. Christian Eriksen. But I haven't really heard much about him. He hasn't made that much of an impact, but he did that pass where the ball was about to go out a bounce. So, so to be, I do think that Inter Milan is a very stacked team. They are. I'm not a. a this is not, gonna. This is gonna sound not, very weird. Okay, let me let me put it this way. It's not super stacked like Bayern is, or Bayern. Oh, they oh, play as a unit, and then Milan is stacked, but everybody has. They're still kind of trying to figure. They're still trying to. Yeah, they're still trying to figure and, out either. Their and this is what I'm going to say. I'm not really that sold on Conte. Wow, really? I mean, as an Italian manager. I get what he does, and I mean, I get that he's this defensive-minded guy thing. And yes, he won the EPL with Chelsea just that one year, and then obviously they Conte needed Conte. <laughs> I'm waiting for the left track over here. I, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm just not a big Conte guy. I don't. I just. I don't know what it is, man. I don't. I mean, it's kind of one of the things I knew he was really good at Juventus, but could that have also been because of the resources he had at Juventus? Then he went to Chelsea. And once again, I'm kind of thinking, is that maybe just because of the resources he had in Chelsea? Conte. <clears throat> and Conte. And then you have Inter Milan. Now, they do have resources. They obviously went in and got some players. Yeah. I just think his style is outdated. I think his system is just outdated for... Especially now where you're seeing a lot of the Italian teams kind of... They're moving. They're, they're moving pro, towards... They're progressing towards a speedy, pacey... Exactly. Kind of and I just attacks. don't think Conte's style meshes with that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And if you look... I mean, look at his forward. It's Lukaku. And then you got Lautaro. Lautaro is fast. But he's not like Holland fast. He's not Ronaldo fast. He, he, he's quick. I'm going to give him that. He's got agility, and but he has strength. And same thing with Lukaku. Lukaku, he has his strength. That that dude's a beast. But that dude can run. Holy crap, bro. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, when I look at this so game... who are you giving it to then? I'm, I'm assuming already. I'm going to give it to Atlanta. I think they are such a fun team to watch. They are super pacey. I, I think that they're the future as far as how the game's going to look like in Italy. That's just my thoughts. But I like their matchup versus Inter Milan. Okay, uh, I guess I'll give it. I'll give it to Inter, just for the fact that they got Lautaro. Okay, he's 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 just a. So you think Lautaro's gonna do something? Lautaro's gonna do something. All right, he always does something in some of the big games, dude. All right, all right. So what's the what's the next game? The next game is, and you might actually pique your interest in this one: Real Madrid versus Valencia. This is gonna be a very very fun game to watch. Well, I mean, not necessarily. Because Valencia is still not at the top of the table. They're well, actually pretty well, low on the The thing bottom. is with Valencia is they lost a lot of players. They, lo they, they lost Ferran Torres. They lost, they lost a lot of guys. They and they didn't necessarily recoup what they, they lost. They haven't. And, and so they went from a team that we're all like, holy shit, this team's going to do something next season, which the next season was going to be this season, to 
uh, you guys gave up your best, your, some good players and not get anything in return. And now you're basically back to being a mid, a mid table team. Yeah. And, um, some, the, 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 the allure of this game that would have been isn't there. But at the same time, it's not like Real Madrid has been playing their best game. So right. maybe this could be, all right. Real Madrid came off of a big win recently. Maybe they can, Build something. Well, I mean, obviously they have Inter Milan coming up, um, but then they have this game, so this could be definitely maybe this their their time to find some form, gain some confidence. Um, like I said, they came off from a big win. Eden Hazard had a game, so you know yeah, the team Hazard. is healthy. Yeah. The team is healthy. Maybe now a healthy Real Madrid is now a scary Real Madrid is, but at least what we're hoping for. Um, and I think if they're able to come off of a, at least. Well, they need a win. They need to beat Inter Milan. If they can beat Inter Milan, it doesn't have to be a blowout. Just one goal, one goal victory. That's all you really need. Come off a win against Inter Milan, a team that you know you you feel was going to come out of that group anyways. Get yourselves back up top in the group in in the Champions League, and then take on Valencia. Maybe not necessarily a strong Valencia, but a Valencia nonetheless. Go up there and just beat the rails off of them, and then and then make yourself feel like hey. Real Madrid is back. You guys thought that we were going to choke this year. No, we're not. We're the we're the team that's going to win the league well, this year. The thing is, see, I as a Barcelona fan, I think Real Madrid is going to win the game. Not just because it's Valencia and they can surprise you, but because if I'm not mistaken, Valencia has played six games and they lost five and only won one. So and then they're I, I believe they're in like ninth or tenth place. They're way they're below. They're way below compared to Real Madrid. Real Madrid I believe is in second place, but behind Real Sociedad. And then you got, <laughs> who would have thought that was gonna happen? Trust me, not me. Shit, I thought that would have been Barca. But anyways, so yeah, um, they haven't really. I mean, so yeah, I mean Valencia hasn't really been up to par. Like you said, they lost a lot of good players. So I. I gotta give the game to Real Madrid on this one, in my prediction. Um, maybe a 2 0 goal win, 3 0, um, just because Eden Hazard hasn't been on his game recently. Well, I mean, he's been injured this whole time. So, no, not... but I mean, but I mean, like this past game, he scored. Right? I mean, there's some confidence to build from it. I think that, like I said, they need to keep building their confidence. They, they build from that big win that they recently had. Go into against Inter Milan. Have a. They gotta win that game. They can't draw. They have to win the Inter Milan game. Um. Obviously, once you hear this, we'll we'll know the result of that game. But Valencia, this is a game where they need to go off. Like I mean, you know, guns are blazing. Score a shit ton of goals. Get the confidence back. Feel like we are Real Madrid. Because I think that's the issue that like the games at least at the beginning. I never felt like this is a Real Madrid game. And I think that if there's a time to start doing that, because one, Zendian Zidane, he's got a lot of pressure has been being put on him. There's been rumors saying that, they, that you know what, maybe Zendian Zidane is done. Maybe he's just not the guy. Once again, this, this is happening again. And I don't blame him. Honestly, I don't blame the fans that criticize Zendian Zidane. I get the frustration. I'm 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 still kind of with Zidane. I think Zidane is still a good manager, but I can understand why team why people are ready to move on, even though 
if someone t- if someone tells me one more time that they want Pochettino, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna punch him in the Tino. Kind of hate you. <laughs> Anyways, but Real Madrid needs a big win, big win to get themselves back on track. That's what they need. So I am going with Real Madrid. All right. Well, you never know. Like you said, Valencia. I mean, Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. <laughs> well, you never know. Like you said, Valencia, you know, anything is possible. No. I mean, that wasn't the Kevin Garnett, yo, but I guess. I can't do it. You, you need to do it. Do it. Anything is possible. Anyways. All right, man. So I know that lets you take control of the game recaps. I mean, the game previews. But. I mean, I don't know how you didn't pick. How did you not see this game? And that is Borussia Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. Yeah. I mean, they already faced off against each other, obviously. It was a Super Cup. Um, who cares about that game? <laughs> but Bayern has won four of the last five meetings against Borussia Dortmund. But let's talk about the real matchup that we want to see. And that is Holland versus Robert Lewandowski. That's going to be a hell of a match. The future of the Bundesliga, hopefully, versus the present. The yeah. king of goals of the Bundesliga. Yeah. It's going to be a game to watch. Hopefully, a little bit more entertaining than, than the Super Cup match. Even though it was still an entertaining game, nonetheless. But, you know, I want this to be a tight battle. Obviously, now it's. Maybe more more is at stake now than it is in the Super Cup. No offense to the Super Cup, but let's face it, no one cares about the Super Cup. Now it's about the... This is a game that's maybe not necessarily decide the, the league winner, but you, you you definitely know that one end is going to be more confident than the other end after, after winning this game. Yep. And I think Borussia Dortmund is the team that needs a win. They need it. They need I don't, it. Bad. I think Bayern Munich can come out, can sit pretty with a draw. But the pressure is on for Borussia Dortmund. They need to get back into this conversation with Bayern Munich if they want to jump over them. And a win gets them that opportunity to jump over them. Yeah. Not a draw, a win. They need to. They really need it. They need to, um Jaden Sancho needs to show up just like how he did in the past game. Um, Haaland, of course, he's been he's been showing up. He hasn't been quiet at all. Like he's he's shown up. He has, even if it's just an assist or something, he doesn't score. He's been there. He's been there. Gio Reyna has been doing good. He's been, he's been hella good. So, and Marco Royce, he's, he's been playing decent. I'll give him that. He's been playing decent, not as I expected. But I'm going to say right now, the group that is going to be all eyes on them, the back line. Yeah. I mean, hands down, that's going to be the only thing to be able to stop. back line. Hold off Robert Lewandowski. Can they hold off Narby? Can they hold off Sane? Sane. Can they hold off <laughs> Alfonso Davies? Can they hold off? Can they hold off Mueller? Mueller's gonna do something. Mueller's Taliso. a feisty motherfucker. Taliso as well. Talisa. But let's face it. Mueller is a frisky dude on in that box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pause. He's like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like that. He's like that cat that you try to catch, and he's all like. Nyeh! He'll hit the freaking ball with his thigh or his calf or whatever, his shin sometimes. That man will put his body on the line. He will put his face in front of that ball if he has to score a goal. Yeah. And probably has because, I mean, Jesus Christ, that man looks so old. 
Anyway. <laughs> so who do you got on this one, though? It's a hard matchup. It's a hard matchup. Um, Barcia has got to be the dangerous team here. If Barcia comes out full on, if they can at least copy something of what we saw Hoffenheim do, I if not, I I feel like they can do it better for sure with their counterattack, especially with Jaden Sancho, especially with Holland, especially with Giorena. But that's asking a lot to do against Bayern Munich's backline as well. Yeah, and their backline is pretty good. It's good. I'm not even going to lie. Shoot it. The, the only thing they got to hope for is maybe the whole uh, issues that my, uh, Bayern Munich has with Alaba. Maybe that can, can somehow that's, play, that's, that's the can somehow play the, the back line of Bayern Munich. But yeah, um, I'm going to go into the, the right, right back. Go, oh, no, the left back. You know what would be crazy? If Alaba, because well, like, I mean, Alaba's going into his final year's contract. Yeah. Uh, it's clear that Bayern Munich isn't going to extend him. But if he just walks and goes to Borussia, would you be welcome? Would you be open to Alaba? Mm, I mean, yeah, he's a good player. It's just hopefully they don't overpay for him. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the issue always. Always the issue. But anyways, with that being said, though, I don't see Bayern Munich's backline being that at least Unless they have just a poor... Co- I mean, it can happen. Anything can happen. But, I'm sorry. Bayern Munich takes this game. I think Bayern Munich takes this game. I think it's my loyalty talking, but Borussia Dortmund. Okay. Honestly, it could go either way. This game could go either way. But like I said, a draw or a win is what Bayern Munich can walk out sitting pretty. Borussia Dortmund needs a win. They just need a win, and you know, and, and and as I say that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not switching. But I mean, like, it's it's that team that has has everything to lose that I think can sometimes always spark something. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll find out when it comes to. Yep, we'll see. All right, man. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this show up with Would You Rather's. Alrighty, alrighty, alright. All right, man. <laughs> It's coming off of some some very fresh wounds for you, but I think I, mean, I hear my mom calling. <laughs> Would you rather sing or dance every song you hear? Well, it depends because sometimes, just jokingly, they'll put bluegrass music in the background. So I don't know. The only song I know is a uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky, and that's because of King of the Hill. Um, you know, Blue Moon. Dude talks like a motherfucker, but he can't even fucking speak right. But he sings like a freaking angel. Oh, you're talking about Boomhauer? Yeah. Just so, so people are aware of what you're referring to. Oh, yeah. Boomhauer, man. I swear to God. Um, I just remember I'll that King sing, of the Hell. I guess, I guess I'll dance to it because some of the songs you can't really dance to, like Chevelle. The fuck? You can't dance to this shit. You mosh pit. Yeah, I'm gonna bring a mosh pad with me everywhere I go. I mean, that's technically dancing. It's not technically dancing. So you rather dance? Regardless, uh, you're gonna dance to every song you hear. You trying to do the Carlton? No, the Carlton is different. Anyways, um, no, honestly, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd say dance. I, I, I'm not really ashamed to bust out some dance moves. Dance with somebody. Okay, Whitney. 
right. <laughs> All right, man. Would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for a decade? Jail. Care to, care to elaborate on that one? I'll just work out all those five years. Guess what? Apparently, everything they eat in jail is actually like healthier than what the hell of things we have out here. It's actually it literally, literally, it's carbs and proteins, low on fats, even though it's gruel or grub, whatever you want to call it. But it's a balanced meal. So a place for, to sleep. for health reasons, you choose jail. Video games are my freaking vice, dog. That does not help with me staying up late. If I have a curfew, I'll go to sleep on time. And then I'll wake up on time. And then I'll go work out. I'll do my what I need to do. Honestly, it sounds exactly like my regular living day. <laughs> That's so fucked up. No, nah, you know, I honestly would say go to go to jail for five years. I something about being away for being out of coma for ten years just it doesn't. Just, it doesn't feel right because then I'll wake up, my body's gonna be retarded. Like it's gonna be like. Yeah, it's gonna be. There's gonna be some adjustments, definitely for sure. But then just to find out that all what has, I I feel I like a five years. year a five year gap. It's not there's any, still going to be some changes, but there's not going to be as shocking. Let, no, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you, though. Me, At least you're aware. You're going to be you're somewhat gonna, aware. You're aware, but also you're you're aging. It's not like you're in a coma and you you stop aging. So in those 10 years, technically, don't add up on you. You will wake up 10 years older. So exactly. at that point, you already you lost 10 years indefinitely. You're, yeah, for sure. You're done. No, no, I agree. And I mean, obviously, also, I, I believe prisons also have those like, uh, like reform classes to help you, you know, pick up a trade or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I might, I might try to take advantage of that. Uh, maybe. Most likely. I like how my reasons like it's workout reasons, health re- for health reasons. <laughs> hey man, like you can actually learn to weld in jail. So I mean, yeah, I know. No, but I'm saying like you, you're like in your mind, you're like for health reasons. That's why you would go to jail. It's like yeah. And I'm just taking advantage of the resources. Exactly. Go to go to business school while I'm in jail. There you go. <laughs> uh, I just started thinking about uh, the prison Mike episode of no. the office. My name is Prison Mike. What was the worst thing about the prison, Prison Mike? The worst thing about the prison was the mentors. They were everywhere. Like in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, they didn't have movies in prison. <laughs> what did you eat, Prison Mike? Gruel. Gruel sandwiches. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Yeah, Andy. Thanks. You got a good life. <laughs> you got a good life. Oh my God. Oh. Office heads, office nerds. Over here. Oh, man. <laughs> man I, I'm, oh my God. I could. Can you imagine having to be in the room with, with uh, Michael, like with, with Steve Carell having to. Perform as prison Mike. I would have died. How much fun had it been to be Michael Scott? The fact that you got a chance to create a character within your character. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Um, So we both agree we're going to spend five years in jail. Uh, Somehow, in both forms, we're going to try to self improve ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Hey, I might pick up reading while I'm in jail, too. So, I mean, reading? Read, yeah, people read in jail. I know. Uh, for a second, I don't know why you said reading, and I thought 
Does this dude not know how to read or something? <laughs> no, like pick up reading, okay. like make it a habit into reading. Uh, there you go. I knew that. Say that. Jeez. I feel like people understood pick up reading. If you guys Sp- not Spencer, Spencer, once you get to this point, okay, thumbs up, thumbs up. If you agree with me on the what reading, like don't you know how to read or thumbs down if you put reading. As in, like, you understood what Hector said. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pick up reading. Like, you know, like, I'm going to read a book every now and again. <laughs> I swear to God. I feel like Spencer's thinking the same exact thing I am. Spencer thinks we're idiots. That's what he thinks right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what, what would you rather? Hot sun or extreme cold? Uh, hot sun. I don't like the cold. The cold makes me... Sluggish and slothy. Like I just want to spend my time in bed. Does do not want to make do anything. In the sun, at least I actually want to go outside and run, do whatever. The thing I hate about the extreme cold is not so much the cold, the temperature itself, but when that wind chill hits. Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, that freezer burn. Yeah, on your face. Yeah, but uh, back when I did used to exercise. Um, <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh, when I was in the Marines. Anyways, so back when I used to run, I hated running in the cold, especially because I could never like breathe through my nose, just through my nose when I was running. Oh. And so every now and again, I would inhale cold as air, cold as air, and it would hit my my lungs, and it just felt like hell. And I just remember, oh my god, I hate cold weather. And I thought I always thought I was a guy because I love hoodies. I love wearing hoodies, and obviously I can't do that here in Texas that much. You have to wait. Well, at least right now. Right now I can. But it's like maybe like a few hours of being wearing a hoodie and then the sun comes out and I'm, I'm dying. But um, even right now, I mean, 70 degree weather, which feels amazing, by the way, here. I just got long sleeves and shorts. Yeah, that's pretty much basically what, what you can wear here in Houston when it does get cold, in quotations for us. But um, but yeah, no, my time in North Carolina, I realized what cold was and I realized I hate the cold. <laughs> so. I'll take the heat. I can I can drink a nice ice water or maybe have some ice cream. Some there's there's ways to beat the heat. There's not ways to beat the cold aside from staying in chocolate. Aside from um, staying inside. Alcohol. Um aside from staying inside. I'm just I'm just giving you warm up, put that padding, the Christmas story. You know, the Christmas story sweater. All right. Or jacket. I always be stuck in traffic, but find great parking. Or clear traffic and spend a long time looking for parking. Clear traffic and spend a long time looking for parking. Really? Yeah. Can I elaborate? Dude, I work like five minutes away. I'd rather spend those five minutes of of driving there than, than looking for parking like 10 minutes of looking for parking. No, but that's in general. Like just where, yeah. wherever you, you're I'd always going to be stuck. I'd rather, get there, I'd rather get there early and just look for parking than be stuck in traffic and then finally be like, ooh, great parking spot. Like, like it just, being in Houston, dude, I swear to God, it's like traffic everywhere. I think the fact that I'm so used to traffic at this point, especially because I have to drive to downtown to go to my jobs. <sighs> so I'm, I'm used to being stuck in traffic. So I think I'd rather have that because parking is a bitch, especially when you're downtown. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah, when you're downtown, traffic is a Especially on Sundays when street parking is actually free. So, and people take full advantage of it. It is very difficult to find parking. 
Yeah. So, so I definitely would say I would much rather stay in traffic and just be able to find a good parking spot because honestly, as long as I can find a parking spot and I can get to my job, I'm Gucci. So. All right. All right. All right, man. Eat. Never eat pancakes or cereal. Never eat pancakes or cereal. Never eat cereal. Okay, clear. I love pancakes. Okay. Is there anything else I need to clear up? Oh, no. I mean, (laughs) do you just not like cereal or? No, I'd rather eat pancakes over cereal. Okay. I'm going to say I'd rather never eat pancakes again. Why? Why? All right. So, when I started working for the Houston Rockets uh, as a marketing associate, they decided, you know, when IHOP, they did the all-you-can-eat pancakes for like, I think it's like four ninety five or something, something like that. Anyways, so we ha- someone had the bright idea of having us do a pancake eating contest after one of our Rockets meetings. Oh. And so we, we did the contest. I won, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I think I would have beat you. You probably would have, but this is not an award that I would want anybody to win. But I won. I won pancakes now. You can have like literally now. I can't eat pancakes because of it. Because of the fact that I I ate fifteen pancakes, and I'm as soon as I got home, like I went into shock. Like I literally like curled up in a ball. I couldn't go take a shit because it was just so painful. Like it was so bad, bro. Like I mean. Like, I just couldn't do anything. And, like, I think it was also the fact that, like, all that maple syrup. Because, so the last pancake that I ate, so, because I was waiting for my refill for my new stack of pancakes, and it was taking forever. And then my friend, uh, my friend Kevin, shout out to Kev, uh, Killer Kev, um, he was done. Like, I mean, this dude was gone. I, as a matter of fact, he did a YouTube video immediately uh, called, he has a YouTube channel called Kevin Kev. Um, which is two guys named Kevin that they like react to music videos and shit like that. Anyways, so he immediately did a video uh, like for his YouTube channel, and this dude was like dead during the YouTube like making the YouTube, he gave me a shout out for winning, which I will still to this day I'm not proud of winning that thing. Um, and what was so funny was so he was down and he had this pancake. He had his like his last pancake left, so I took the pancake. But the thing was that he drenched his pancakes with syrup. Like, drenched it. And I was like, well, I needed that one to win. Because, like, the other guy was like, I'm, I'm tapping out. Like, I can't do this. Well, no, he was at, he was hoping that I would tie, let him tie with me. Because I think at that point, I was at 14. So all he had to do was eat one more pancake and he would do it. And I actually contemplated, oh, maybe I should just, you know, this isn't something worth winning. <laughs> so I thought, maybe I should just stop. But then the competitive, the competitor in me said, fuck no, let me win this thing. So I took that drenched maple syrup pancake and ate it. And immediately as I was eating it, I knew I made a terrible mistake. All right, let me ask you this. Now, was the competitor inside you the one curled up in a ball and fucking crying? Oh, no, that was all me. That was all me. That was the, I was just like... Oh my god! No, like I just like I remember. I felt great. Like I mean, I drove home. I was fine, but as soon as I got home, my stomach started turning, and I remember getting into my bed, and I just had to be curled in the ball. I don't know why I was curled in the ball, but I was curled in the ball, and my stomach was in pain. The next morning, I finally tried to take a shit. It was the most painful shit of my life, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, I've. 
I've got it. I've done like those wing challenges before too, and I'd rather have that shit than the one I had to do what? after eating fifteen pancakes. Yeah. Any. So if I challenge you, would you accept to a pancake eating contest? Yeah. Fuck no. Oh. No. I. So okay. To give you a reference, remember how we, when I went to El Salvador with you? Uh huh. All I had was soup for like two fucking weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and remember how it took forever for me to regain the wanting to eat soup? Yeah. That's where I am now. Ooh. But it didn't take a week. It took. It didn't take two weeks. It took literally one day of me eating fifteen pancakes straight. So the thought so of pancakes disgust me right now. I don't know what it is. And what's funny was for my graduation, uh, when I graduated, you know how they took me to IHOP? I, mean, yeah. I literally chose, I believe I chose waffles. Oh, no, not waffles. I chose French toast because I just couldn't. And that was actually the, the IHOP that we could, I competed in. Oh my God. So, yeah, you're fucked. so I literally chose French toast. And I'm not even a French toast guy, but I, don't, I knew I didn't want pancakes. And like, it's, it, you know, what's funny was, well, not funny, but, uh, so my mom has like a, a good friend of hers. He, uh, he bought us like the pancake platter from, from McDonald's. And I remember looking at the pancakes and I didn't want to be rude. Cause obviously I'm not, you know, you know, I'm like one of those appreciated people. And I tried to like, yeah. I couldn't do it. I literally ate the eggs. I ate the sausage. I ate the hash brown. The I left the pancakes and I was trying so hard to hide it. So he didn't see that I didn't eat the pancakes because I didn't want to see him as like some ungrateful son of a bitch. <laughs> you could have been like, oh, I'm saving them for tomorrow. Like for tomorrow morning. And my mom knew. My mom knows that I can't eat pancakes. Like she she already understands. I mean, she's literally witnessed me curling up all. So I mean like... <laughs> you were probably passing gas like crying. <laughs> I, bro, I couldn't like... Laughing hurt. Like, I mean, I couldn't even... Like me turning my head just to watch TV hurt. Like everything hurt from that experience. And I remember the next day, well, the next time I went to work, because my boss, she asked like, oh, so who won the pancake contest? And everybody's like, oh, Hector did. And she looks at me like, congrats. I'm like, don't congratulate me. That is not something. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to win this. And what's funny was I won like 15 bucks. Because <laughs> so it was like. A dollar a pancake? No, it, well, it should have been. <laughs> but like everybody that competed, I believe we all put in $5. See, I would have been like, you know what? Let's make it interesting. Let's make it like so essentially, you know, five dollars a pancake. So essentially, what it was at that point was <laughs> because obviously the all you can eat pancake, so four ninety five. So essentially, I only profited ten bucks. Yeah, I see that. So basically, giant waste of money. <laughs> you could have used those ten bucks for an emodium, or no, not emodium, but a like an Xlax. We just man, it was so yeah. I can't eat fucking pancakes. That. I don't know when the ta- when the the urge for pancakes will ever come back. I highly doubt it. It was just so traumatizing that I just don't know. One day I'm gonna bring pancakes over here and we'll eat them in front of you. You can. I mean, that doesn't bother me. A giant stack. It's just, it's not gonna affect and me. I'm like I, here, have some. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm gonna be like. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it was it was so bad, man. <laughs> like I I felt bad. And what was funny was uh, one of the other guys that competed. I remember we're all like, "Oh, you know, where's there? So we're about to leave, right?" And I was just like, "We're missing somebody." So I remember I was like, "I needed to pee." What's funny was that's the thing I needed to do after eating fifteen pancakes <laughs> was I needed to pee. So I went into to the bathroom to you know to go pee, and then that's where I found the other guy that competed. And this dude was like taking his shit, but like, <laughs> like he, he was kind of in his own way curled up in a ball as well. <laughs> so, 
We need to have we need to have like some eating contest or something. We've done so many eating contests. Pizza. We we did the pizza eating contest. Went back. I, think I won that one. Norma's continue. Yeah, you, you did win it. I don't even think I was even close. I remember you just kept because you kept taking the pizza. <laughs> It wasn't even a matter of like, like oh, we were competing. You just kept taking the fucking boxes from us. <laughs> well, I finished two, I think, by myself. Yeah, because you took the two boxes for yourself. I even saw my eye. I was like, yeah. There is one that I'm, I'm fairly confident that I did beat oh, you in. God. All right. So to give you guys some reference, you know what? I, I was okay. I'll rechallenge you to that one. I will eat chili dogs. I just, at that point in my time, in my life... I don't know, man. To, I didn't, respect, I didn't like... to respect to your aunt, I can't do it. Why? Res- because she made the best chili dogs. Respect to your aunt. We can make chili dogs, too. I appreciate that, but we can make we can make the best chili dogs. No, no, no. Your, th- your Tia Norma made the best chili dogs. Okay. Like, I got, out of respect... Let's go, let's go for the of, second best. Out of respect for Tia Norma... I have to decline. So it's not. So it's not the fact that you know I can beat you, right? No, as a matter of fact, I know I can beat you, but I want to be respectful. No, to your, you know I can to beat your, you. To your great, your great and amazing, Thea. Yeah. yeah, but I, you know I can beat you. My for those who don't know what Thea means, it means aunt. <laughs> no, my aunt knows I can beat you. She knows that I had a aunt Norma. You, you're the real G. You know I won that day. That's all that matters. No, she don't know. Anyway, to she give everybody, saw, she just saw, she just saw, she went through a shitload of packets of freaking hot dogs and shit. So to give everybody what, what the hell happened. So when I was in Edward's cousin's quinceanera, every day they would have some food for us to eat, and every day Edward felt obligated to make us compete for. Oh, actually, you know what? We never competed each other. I don't think we ever actually made it that we competed with each other. I nope. think it just others wanted us to compete. Yep. And I, so I was, me, it was always me, anyways. And so I remember. Your your aunt made some hot dogs, and you chose just plain hot dogs with ketchup. Yeah, and I chose chili dogs because I mean, who says no to a chili dog? Well, clearly you. But I mean, like, so we we ate the hot dogs, and we ate the same exact amount of hot dogs. And I remember was just saying, "Bro, I won," and you're like, "No, you didn't. You you ate the same amount of hot dogs." I was like, "Yeah, but I ate chili dogs. That's that's heavier." And I agree, it's heavier. But now I want to rematch. And then I remember everybody, because you, everyone was so set that he won and he thought everybody would agree with him and nobody agreed with him. Well, I, I And he continued now. to argue with everybody in the car. Well, I, I challenge you now. Bro, no. Why? Because that, literally that would be the last thing I should be doing <laughs> in, in the state that I'm in. <laughs> what do you mean the last? Because I'm true. fat, dude. The last thing a fat guy needs to be doing is eating Large amount. I'm fat too. You go to the gym. Oh, well. I work out. I go at 4 a.m. I, I, I break locks. I break locks. Yeah. <laughs> I break lockers. <laughs> I break the lock breakers. But yeah, I mean, shit. But yeah, that, that, that gives you guys a little reference of our childhood. We used to do some uh, stupid eating content. Oh, just, don't put this guy in a Taco Bell. Oh. Uh, this guy. Oh. Even now, I think I buy the five dollar box and I buy the ten dollar the ten dollar box, the one that has like twelve tacos or something. And oh, the the fa- the family pa- the family pack. Yeah, and then I eat the five dollar taco. And if it doesn't have a quesarito, I'll buy the quesarito separately. No, oh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> if it wasn't so much for the um, well, I don't know if you still went to that Taco Bell to be honest. Which one? The one that used to be by our neighborhood. No, I go to the one over here by uh, Fondren and West Belfort. 
Uh, oh, okay. The ta- it looks like a Taco Bell Express, but it's not. It's just a no. Yeah, one. I know the one that's kind of like across from that water burger, like diagonally yeah. across from that. Yeah. Water. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's where I go. Where the, the ghetto GameStop, but yeah. people forget there's GameStop there. Yeah, but that's where I go. That's where I go get my Taco Bell craving. No, but yeah. So this guy used to go to Taco Bell a lot. Oh yeah. And <laughs> oh man. And I remember actually the day the day of the kids. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> Oh, no, no the, 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 day, the night before the quinceanera, we went to Taco oh, yeah, Bell. We to Taco Bell. Ooh, I don't know how many tacos I ate. You took one for me. That's that's how I remember. <laughs> you were full with like four or five, and I still kept going. And I think I stopped at like nine. I don't even think I was trying to compete with you. I was like, no, I was, I was like, I'm gonna let you win. And they were like, Are you guys gonna compete? No, I was like, I'm gonna let Edward win because Edward can eat Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those tacos, but Edward loves those tacos from Taco it's Bell. Not that I love him. It's more of a Colonic cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not kidding on that one. But anyways, so that's the show. I think we <laughs> talked more about our colonic cleanses than we did about... <laughs> My traumatizing moment eating 15 pancakes and Edward's obsession with Taco Bell. Oh, jeez. Anyways, so um, that's the show. I want to give everybody their shout-outs. So shout-out to Unhinged Sports Network. Obviously, we are... Unhinged. We're part of that. Uh, this network, this growing network. Um, make sure you guys check them out on their Twitter page at Network Unhinge. Also, go into their website at, well, at, I don't know why I keep saying that. Go to their website, Unhinged Sports SN. Oh, shit, I fucked up on that one. UnhingedSN.com. My bad. Sorry, Unhinged. Uh, UnhingedSN.com. Go ahead and check them out, man. There's always someone, something playing as, as one of our many podcasts that we have on Unhinged Sports Network. So go ahead and check them out. Um, Guarantee you guys are gonna find something that y'all like. Also, man, shout out to Alejandra Gomez, the creator of our logo. Uh, big props to her. We're com- me and Edward are both completely biased about it, but we both love this logo, yeah. and that's why we keep continuing to praise her to this day. So, if you guys want a logo, or maybe you guys need someone to help you in that, go ahead and hit her up on Instagram at Ale Gomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Ale Gomez Graphics. Um, hit her up, tell her that you guys are interested, and in for so so that way she knows that we're the ones that sent you. Make sure you tell her to go off queen. Go off queen. That's not awkward at all. <laughs> and of course, man, gotta shout out, got to shout out this person, our producer Roosevelt Spencer, aka Big Spence, that boy Spence. Is that what we're fucking calling him? Uh, um, Spence. You mean Atlantico Madrid? Okay. <laughs> Spence, if you get to this part of the <laughs> Oh, here we go with this shit. <laughs> Send us like a really interesting GIF. <laughs> GIF or GIF. What, 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 what do you call it? GIF. You actually just say the acronym? GIF. Anyways, so just send us a GIF when you get to this point. Anyways. So shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, obviously our producer for this show, but also the creator of our intro and outro, and obviously the amazing job that he did with Edwards Karaoke. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I was not expecting him to actually like play a rendition of Let It Go by Frozen. Uh... So voila, man. Props to you. That was I just—he made Edward sound so good as well as he was swearing and cussing at me during the whole process. But I was flicking him off too. Oh no! We, we, if you want to see the the live performance, go ahead and check out our Instagram 
at InsertDameFC. Also, go ahead and follow us on Twitter as well. But aside from that, man, once again, well, got to go back to Spencer. If you guys like what uh, it sounds from the beats that he makes for us, go ahead and follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Hit him up on uh, slide into his DMs. If you guys want to do some sort of collaboration, maybe you want him to create some beats for you, um, go ahead and hit him up, man. Once again, at IG at that guy dope. All right, man. So thanks for listening. And I can't wait to discuss again for episode 10 of Insert Name FC. The messy episode. The messy episode. So hopefully, hopefully we got, hopefully we can come up with some, some good topics for that one. We got to do it for the GOAT. Yep, we got to. All right, take care, everybody. Take it easy, guys. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.